to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguilas section, where we're going to be talking all things America Feminine. We're going to be recapping that 2-1 victory away from home at Querétaro Stadium. And then, of course, we're going to be talking a little bit of Guapa News, some international uh, updates for the ladies, since we are going to have a kind of two-week period and so forth with the Lady Aguilas. So to talk about all of that with me is none other than my co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you, my friend? Uh, doing good. Um, body, you know, stress as usual because aerobic training and yoga. Gonna have Pilates tomorrow, so there's gonna be more pain on my body. But on the bright side, I gotta talk everything Lady Aguilas tonight. Definitely, all of um, all of the uh, all of the um, all of our fans are much more anticipating us to hear more of your Pilates and uh, how that's going. I'm sure that everyone's pretty. Uh, pretty excited to hear an update on that. But like you mentioned, we're here to talk all things America Feminine. It's going to be a short episode. It's not going to be a long one because we all, all we're really going to do is going to be recapping what happened at Querétaro. Talk about some of the goods and some of the bads, of course. Is it still hashtag Fuera Cuellar? We'll talk about that a little bit later on in today's episode. And we'll talk a little bit about the international break for the ladies that are going to be participating in the Mexican national team game. And then I'll give maybe your prediction for the game uh, against Costa Rica. So uh, you ready to talk all things America Feminine? I'm ready whenever you are. All right, then. With that said, America ends up walking away with three points at the Corregidora last week. Uh, when was it again, AJ? Was it on a Friday? Yes, it was on a Friday. Oh, God. It feels like it was so long ago. But, yes, America family walked away with the three, uh, with all three points with a 2-1 victory at, uh, away at Querétaro. Talk to me a little bit about this game for you, because I know you were covering it for, for us, and you were actually um, the one that was able to watch the majority of this game. Was there any significant improvements, AJ? We talked about it. this being kind of a very pivotal state in the season as to where, you know, you've gotten, you, you need that result to kind of shift you in the right direction for this season to mean anything at this point. And so the ladies get the three points, which I think is the most important thing. But was there anything that they that you that you saw that was actually an improvement of games past? Um it seemed like in this case, um we were more on the attack. It feels like we really wanted to get some goals going from the get-go. And our defense, it looks off for the most part. One player in particular was Justin Orehead. She was playing at the left back position. I'm thinking, why her when we have Jimenez? But she proved me wrong throughout that entire 90 minutes. She looked really solid. And to have a player at her stature as six foot as a left back, you're really not going to have to see anyone who's even trying to challenge her at all. So it was really good. Defense looked pretty solid. Natalia Acuna made solid saves throughout the game. Um, our midfield, they were doing everything to their ability that they can to feed their forwards, whether it was going to be Danny Flo or Daniela Espinosa trying to get um, a shot on target. So it seems like this team, while there were moments where I was worried, but the end, we got our goals. In the 10th minute, Eva Gonzalez doing what she does best, scoring golazos, scored an amazing goal in the 10th minute to get America for me, the 1-0 beat. Then in the 77th minute, off a set piece, Janine Farias, um, Cross the ball right into Queretaro's box. Um, a bit of um, deflection was happening in the box, but Dan Espinosa, 
she um found the ball, slots the ball in the back of the net, and gives us um the second goal of the match. But then silly penalty happened, 80 second make get those score, but then all in all at the very end, we won. We got all three points, and people are starting to think maybe something might have changed. Maybe Queer probably might have realized if we don't get three points here, it might as well truly just be for that Queer with the hashtag, I will get sacked. But hey, you say I he saved himself this time. I think it's still Fuera Cuellar. I don't think that this one game kind of saves it all for America Feminine. Well, I could be wrong. At the end of the day, this we could look back from the season and be like, yeah, that Queretaro game really changed everything. The ladies went back on track. They went on on uh, kind of an unstoppable ride. Whatever the case may be, right? But for me, I think that it's still too early to be like, no, yeah, let's forgive Cuellar. We're, we're, we're back in it and all that stuff. But um, I, I think that it is a positive to take away from the fact that America was doing pretty well. You mentioned it up to the point before the penalty. I think we looked like the better team overall. We had the better chances. We put away the better chances. Um, and because of that, I think that, you know, we were, we were on good course to getting those three points. Unfortunately, the penalty happens, but I think um, overall the ladies will look back at this and say, you know what, we did a pretty good job here and we should be proud of ourselves. And I think it's exactly what we were saying though, AG, in last week's episode is that at this point, it's really not much that you're playing for the manager. You're playing for yourselves, for your teammates. And I think, you know, could there be that argument made when watching this game? It really felt like it because just at this point, everyone's really doubtful in Guerrero's ability to really match the teams. At this point, we have to look at the players themselves and they're going to have to once again have to carry the job and do everything to their abilities to get three points. And I think that's always the case. Like I mentioned before, there were some moments in the game where Warby where Kedal was getting shots while our defense and Natalia Queen were doing everything to her, her abilities to prevent goals from being scored, which is good, but I don't want to scare like that again. But all in all, it just felt like this team, I think it was like their wake-up call this time. And especially against a, a solid team like Eretro, they need these three points, and they got the three points. And I feel like so far... A little bit of that pressure is relieved off of their shoulders considering they're going to be heading to the international break, so they got a lot of time to um, get themselves situated before they head back into the season. But all in all, I just really feel like the the women's um, this match, they did it all for themselves, honestly. And I think that's the important thing to kind of take away from this as well is that, you know, you just mentioned it, a little bit of that weight uh, off their shoulders. Not all of it, of course, entirely. But um, I do they, I do think that there's a sigh of relief in and around the training camp knowing that, okay, we got the three points before the international break because if we didn't, um, it, there would have been a storm of brewing. So um, it's it's promising, but I think we'll just leave it at that, promising in itself. I'm going to read just a quick comment right here by Jonathan Hill saying, why do you only, why do you only talk about the female team? Well, Jonathan, we talk about the female team because it's Thursday, and Thursdays are the female's team's podcast. If you want to hear all things about the men, you can join us on Tuesdays when we do talk all things men's Aguilas as well. But uh, there you guys have it. We, we cover both of the teams, whether it's the men's or the females. They just have a separate day where we talk about their own separate problems and or triumphs, as, as the case is, because both teams went against Queretaro, which is a promising thing, isn't it, AJ? Yo, in, indeed. When I when I come to realize we actually beat both Quetro teams, that's a good that's a good thing. And I'm happy. Definitely. All right, let's talk a little bit about Eva here because I think that's someone that we definitely need to maybe give her her praises because I think she has been overall one of the best players throughout this season. I mean, 
it's no doubt about it that she has a rocket of a shot and she knows how to place it and where to place it. How, talk to me a little bit more about Eva and what she brings to this team. And, and, and is she the savior for America Femenil this season? In midfield, she's proved she's proved her worth since we first signed her. Everyone, we already talked good things about her. She was really solid at when she played at San Hall University in New Jersey. Having really good stats on in college and then when she came to the Liga Mays, it feel like everything just transitioned right into into the Liga Mekis Femini, which is great. And to and to think that um that someone who has not had any experience in this league, you think they'd struggle at first. I feel like it's just from the get, it's as if she's been playing from the start and see she seems to know what America's system is like, and it's just great. Ever since Vero Perez got injured, people are going to wonder who we even have to replace her in that starting 11. We look at Eva Gonzalez, it's like, okay, let's see what she could do. And since she substituted in that first game against the Cox, I'm saying she scored her first goal, and you're like, well, that was quick. Look at that. And I and just I feel like since from every single game, I feel like she has solidified her spot in this starting 11. I feel like no one can truly replace her. She just does everything you want in a certain defensive midfielder. We had Zuma Hernandez, but we praised her back then for what she did a lot of defense. But I think with Eva, she's like a bit of air, like a Swiss army knife in midfield. She can attack, she could defend, and she could just play that center mid position where she just needs to set up place for her teammates. And like you mentioned, a rocket of a shot. It seems like every time she lets one out from 30 yards out, it always seems to make contact with the goalkeeper or it goes right into the back of the net. And it's just amazing to see how we have a player like her playing in our team, representing the team's colors, and f- play every single game with 110%, which is what we'd like to see from every single player in this team. And you know what? The interesting thing to note about this, AJ, is that this was a player that probably was not going to be with the team this season. As you remember, early on in the season, there was big rumors that she was going to be leaving the club, that she had maybe some personal uh, things to take care of back home, and that she wasn't going to be available, and that she wasn't going to be with the team. And it would have been a huge loss. I, I, I don't think we would have won games without Eva. Not to say that we've won plenty of them this season, Mm -hmm. but she has been instrumental in each one that we have walked away with three points. So it's crazy to think that, wow, this was a player that we almost let go of. And the fact that we didn't, well, thank goodness that we didn't, AJ, because uh, she has been a solid of a player in the midfield. And overall, I think that she could be the key for America turning this back around. Of course, though, I'm not saying Eva Gonzalez can do everything on her own. She's going to need the help. She's going to need the support. But this is someone who I think can carry kind of that burden of, all right, I'll carry the, the team on my shoulders. You just mentioned it, AJ. Such a versatile player. Can attack, can defend, can do them both at the same time. It's very, very just amazing to watch. As it, Just watching her game unfold on the pitch, you think to yourself, man, this is a player with just loads of potential and, and, and just a bag of, uh, of skills that... You just know that the more time she's given, the better of a player that she's going to be. Um, and I don't think anyone can move her from that starting 11 spot at this point. Yeah, no. I mean, it's great to see how we're going to have now comp- internal competition for that position. We have Zuma Hernandez and we have Vero Press, who's going to be coming back from injury. She's almost at 100%, but it's going to be interesting to see can someone really take Eva Gonzalez out of that position? Because I feel like at this point, mentioned again, I feel like she secured her spot in this starting 11. 
And a lot of fans always talk highly of her to see how great she does every single game. You maybe get that one or two games where it's like she's looking off. We sub her out. But for the most part, she's always doing her job that she has to do and play the full 90 minutes of every single game. I think, yeah, like you just mentioned it, she's finding consistency in her game. And that's the most important part. So she can continue to do that. um, Then, you know, she is going to be. I would imagine the key for America going forward. Um, but it's interesting to, interesting to note too. I think like you mentioned, you know, she is a player that can play the both center defensive mid and the center mid spot. So really any midfielder at this point, you know, I know Casquela has been playing there. Jen Munoz is playing there. Um, I think, you know, on, on top of the players that you just, you know, talked about, there's a lot of internal competition and the only one that solidified that spot so far is uh, Eva. So everyone else is still up for grabs, but I just I don't see anyone uh, you know taking uh, Eva's spot anytime soon, which is an important thing, really really important. Um, but any other player that stood out to you? Um, I know Dani gets her goal back on the score sheet. That's important. Um, you just mentioned it. Natalie Cunha made a couple of good saves. I uh, just anyone really that stood out to you that you kind of want to you know praise a little bit, or maybe someone that didn't and you thought hmm should have should have done better. I'd say Anagabi. Like, I feel like she's starting to become a toss-up in this team because I always see comments on tour where, she's like, where everyone's like, why we still have her? We need to remember, this is pretty much a friend we've always had from the get-go starring. Since we had when we had Marilene Diaz, we had Justin Orhe, whoever was in that center-back position, you're always going to see Ana Gabi there. And I just feel like recently this season, she just hasn't really been having much of an impact team. That could also be said because, you know, She's not starting as much. It's Cuellar's thing of just always constantly playing around with the back four, back three, back five, whatever this case may be. It's one of those seasons maybe you start a worry because I feel there's always rumors like with every single season, she could potentially leave. But the same time, she's done so much for this team and defense. And it'd be a shame just to see her go by. I just feel like just this season just may not be her season. Just I don't know what's going on with her, whether it's just like problems off the pitch or just Maybe at, at um training where I just feel like maybe she just isn't the same player as we all know from the very beginning. It's like the same thing like when we look at Zuma Hernandez. Used to be a very solid defensive midfielder. Now you don't really see her even getting called up to the bench as much or even getting or even being featured at all on the bench. So it's making me wonder. Yeah, and it's a good thing to kind of note right there because, like you mentioned, this is a player that's been through um, through the entire uh, the entirety of this uh, club, you know, since since its a, uh, initial upbringings and now to this point. Obviously, she's got a title under her belt, X amount of games. Um, she's very much decorated in that sense and has experience. But I think it's like it, it you know. It, it's the way kind of a career goes, you know, there's, there's a sense of how much longevity you have in it. And eventually, you know, form starts dipping and stuff like that. And we'll see whether or not she's able to pick it back up or if this is the start to something that maybe is going to come to an end for her. But um, we'll see though. We'll see. She's very much still a very good talented player. I think someone that brings a lot to the team, a lot to the table. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to really gauge where some of these players are at at the moment because you have the sense of that this is kind of going all around the club, right? You, we're, we're not seeing the best performances out of players that were typically known for having performances week in and week out. So it's hard to gauge in that sense. Hopefully, yeah. though, 
it's it's one of these things where it's like, okay, everyone's kind of have a bit of a rut of a season. Let's flip it after this international break. And maybe we're talking about everyone just having a stellar season. It's true. Consider as well, like you mentioned, it's not the greatest of seasons we're having. This is one of the worst sites. Not, it's the worst start in this club's entire history. So every play where we're usually seeing them in form or playing 100%, some of them are, eh, they're not having their days. And it doesn't help as well that we've rotated this, we've rotated the lineup so many times. So there's not, we're not going to really be seeing so much consistency as well. So it's a thing that hopefully after the international break, we give ourselves situated, all our players are going to be healthy. And then from there, we potentially see a whole different America, uh, America feminine side in the second half of the season. And that's what we want. Fingers crossed at this point, because uh, that, that really needs to happen. Um, but anything else to talk about in regards to Querétaro versus America? Uh, I just really like the hustle from Monica Rodriguez. Just really love how in every single game, she's always going for that ball no matter what. No matter who has that ball, she is dedicated to gain that ball away from that player's foot, doing whatever it needs to be. Whether she's got to do a slide tower, she got to put in an elbow, had to grab a player's jersey, whatever that case may be. And even when she even have a little talk or two with the referee saying, like, that's a foul, okay, whatever, that's not a foul. I just like that from her, just the hustle. And I'd like to mention on Jenny Farias, you know, it's not to say that, you know, she's playing Chios and it's just like, nah, I don't want, but anyone's welcome to my team. If it's any way that could potentially benefit this team, I'm all, my arms are open, like, welcome to this team. And she's been doing a really good job. I'd say in every single game, there's not been a point where, like, there's anything for me really pickpocket from her. Maybe the only times where maybe she makes a defensive error, like, once or twice in the game, but all in all, it doesn't really cost us a goal or anything like that. And her set pieces... My goodness, she could send a ball throughout the other side of the field. She could be in the NFL at this point taking on the whole <laughs> cakes. Like, she always seems to find someone right there and have the player's head get a touch of their foot. I'm just like, I'm genuinely really impressed. And she was the captain in this game. That's our seventh captain in seven games. But it's one of the counts where I'm like, I could potentially see her. And you mentioned it as well, Ivan. With her experience that she has, where she played in college and that she also played in Liga Mexicana and on the Mexico women's national team. It's like she could actually be a candidate for this team. If we really need someone in a championship position to be a captain, Jenny Farias could definitely be one of them. Definitely. So I think there's some positive things to take away from this match overall. Some players putting in a pretty good shift. Overall, with this team struggling the way that they are, this Querétaro victory means the world to them. So it's just a matter of picking it up from here after the international break and then kind of steadily building up to something, right? Because it's it's going to be very heartbreaking, I would imagine, for the team overall to, you know, get this very important win and then really not track back off of it and continuously, you know, fall time and time again to, you know, results. So hopefully it uh, that is not the case, but... We'll see where we'll see where we're at in a couple of weeks from now, AJ. I think that's a really important thing. Um, but yeah, America walks away with three points at the Corregidora, and uh, so starts the international break, AJ. So uh-huh. starts the international break. All righty then. Well, move on. Move, we're gonna move on into our next segment in just a second. But I do want to highlight this comment from Jacob, saying, "You guys are my favorite podcasters." If that's even a word, but 
Keep up the good work, guys. Awesome. Thank you, Jacob. I know that you're talking just about myself. AJ is not really included in that statement. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wild. I'm kidding. No, um, honestly, though, thank you, Jacob. It means the world to us, and we will continue to keep up the hard work. AJ sleeps about maybe two to three hours a, uh, a day just because he keeps constantly working on the podcast. So we're going to keep doing what we do. Um, but all right, AJ, how about we move on into our next segment? about Coapa News, but hold on. Today's episode is brought to you by Foot Called AJ. If you didn't know that already, <laughs> well, you should know now. <laughs> uh, don't forget to go use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off Foot Called products. If you guys haven't done so already, we've talked about it plenty and plenty of times. They got some great merchandise that just dropped. They got a couple more stuff coming your guys' way um, in, uh, in in the next upcoming weeks. So, we promise you guys, this is something you guys want to get a hold of. We just had Brian on, someone who is very well vested within Foot Cult, uh, part owner. And he was telling us that there's going to be some very rare stuff that's going to be dropping, some very cool things. So if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow them over on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, use EEP to get 10% off all Foot Cult products. Again, thank you to Foot Cult for sponsoring today's episode. But okay. All right, AJ. Any co-op news to talk about in regards to this week? Um, yes, we have some news. So to start things off, Renata Mascherelli, um, the starring, um, foreign starring goalkeeper for America Femini, she's back in training. It seems to get herself into the rhythm of things. So part, potentially by the end of the international break, I think she'll be healthy and ready to pretend, and be featured on the bench again or anything. Who knows? Knowing how queer is, probably see her in that starring 11 again. Uh, Fernanda Pina, it seems like she did suffer an injury from a couple of games back, but it seems she's also getting herself back into training as well. So that's really good to see. One of our backup forwards. Uh, Veronica Perez, she did make a post on her Twitter saying how she is 90%, which is very good news to see. Almost at the 100% and ready to get herself back into the starting 11 and get herself on the bench. Always nice to see what um a really good center defensive midfield like her um come back. And then for the um, international news, as we mentioned multiple times, um, three America Femini players get called to the Mexico women's national team. Montserrat Hernandez, Daniela Espinosa, and Justin O'Hara all got called up. So really great things, to, uh, really great things um, to see. And then as you met, and then as you didn't hear, it's international break. So America Femini, they will not see any action in the Liga Mexico Femini until the 25th of February, but they're still training. They're still training. They're still going out there. They're putting in the shift. And uh, quite thankfully, I'm happy for the international break, AJ, I think. Uh, I think you and I can both uh, be be relieved, uh, take a little bit of a sigh of relief, knowing that we get a little bit of a pause. Not really, because we're still having to deal with other stuff. But still, nice little break. And uh, nice for some of these ladies that got the call-up. I know that Jocelyn Lodahead wasn't originally mm-hmm. in the first call-up. But then, of course, then she comes and gets the call-up. And uh, really cool stuff. Uh, we talked about this off air, off camera, AJ. We're really hoping that this international break for these three individuals specifically means that this is going to boost their overall confidence and a pretty good performance with the Mexican national team will mean that we'll see hopefully that carry over onto America Feminine and maybe inspire and kind of maybe, you know, contaminate a little bit the environment over in Coapa, and then we'll see the best out of all of our ladies. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, I will I, I will ask you a question in regards to this Mexican national team in just a second, Angel, but I do want to read off another comment from Jacob. It says, out of Renata Mascherelli, Nati, Natalia Acuna, and 
J.D. Gutierrez, who do you guys prefer as the starting goalkeeper? This is a very fun question. I love it. AJ, what is your answer? Rata Mascherelli. She's my starting goalkeeper. Oh, okay. Nice. Very good. That's the answer you're going with, and I like it. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit up in the air right now. I am either thinking Renata Mascherelli or JD. Um, I'm leaning a little bit towards Renata because of the great season that she's had. Mm-hmm. Um, and a goalkeeper myself, someone who's had a really good performance, should not be discredited or be taken out. So at the moment, I'm leaning towards a little bit of Renata, but I'm a huge JD fan, so it's still kind of up in the air for me. I think they're both tremendous goalkeepers. They both have their own set of talents and their both set of skills. Um, but overall, I think America's in good hands and regardless of any of those three. So um, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, great question, Jacob. Thank you. Um, okay, AJ, let's talk about a little bit about the Mexican national team. Let's talk a little bit about Dani Espinosa in, spe- in specific. So she obviously gets the call up, mm-hmm. you know, due to the fact that she had quite the season last uh, last tournament. And mm-hmm. then, you know, she's bagging a couple of goals this season. We've mentioned that she hasn't had the best of starts and that maybe this call up should or should not be merited. But either way, she has it. My question is. Do we see the best out, out of Dani now after she comes back from the Mexican national team camp? That's, that's a whole confidence boost right there, especially under a completely different um, manager than the Mexican women's national team. Christopher Kirai, he's gone. Where hopefully I'm never going to have to see Daniela Spinoza play as a right midfielder again and play in her true position, which you all know what it is, and that's her being a forward. Monica Vergara, she's done a lot. She's a name that you know in Mexican women's soccer, and she's done a lot. And now for her to be the manager of this team and call many players, from the Liga Mekis go, but to see Daniela Espinosa, that's good things to hear. Like you mentioned, you know how last season went in the Liga. It's something she wants to leave completely behind. It seemed like it's haunting her a bit because, you know, it's a bit of a slow start. She's got three goals in seven games, which is, it's okay. But I feel like with this call-up, and especially against a strong competitive team like Costa Rica for two matches, she can get some, she can get some momentum going for her. I feel like if she bags herself a goal or two against Costa Rica, that's going to be really good news. That's been trying to say to everyone and to every America feminine fan, I'm back and I'm ready to do my very best to get, um, to put this team back to where it belongs. And that's at the very top. So for Dana Spinoza, this is really important for her to get that call up. I think this is the, this is the start to hopefully a very amazing journey for Dani on her scale back to the top of the mountain, right? Because I think she was very much on cloud nine with America last season, had just surpassed the leading goal scorer. She made her, cemented herself in history as being that player, as our captain. Like, everything was kind of on 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 cloud nine for her. And then, obviously, the Ligia comes around, her, her misses, her poor performance, um, and it just kind of has been dwindling, dwindling, and dwindling. I think she definitely sees kind of a, a mountain top that she's kind of climbing. And I think this call up to the Mexican national team camp boosts her in a very good place where she's like, okay, I know I'm still doing stuff right that I'm going to be called up that I'm here. If I can continue to do so, maybe I can climb the ranks again. Maybe I can get to the top and maybe I can earn that captain arms band back and uh, lead my team to glory. I think that's the important thing to take away from this overall, but, um, We'll have to wait and see. She's a very good player. She's she's got you know loads of potential and and just a, an, a tremendous amount of skill 
that uh, I don't doubt that she can find her way back up. And the sooner the better, I think uh, we would be off with uh, having Daniela Espinosa back in uh, in her best form. Let's talk a little bit about Monte, though. This is a player that's doing, uh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, her first stint with the Mexican national team in um, in a game. Uh, I know she's been. If it's at the senior level, I'm pretty sure it must. I think it's got to be her first stint. I I would imagine because she's not really a regular, mm-hmm. right? She's not really regular, but she can be a regular. Is what we're trying to allude here. So I think she's bring she brings a lot of stuff to the table. Um, at the fact that she is really really fast, uh, and that's not all she brings. She's not just a, a player that's pacey, but she has the ability to dribble. Um, she's got some very good awareness of 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 the pitch, and she's got some really good passing on her as well. And so I'm just excited to see what uh, what she can bring to this uh, you know Mexican national team. And, you know, this Saturday will hopefully be a day where we're talking not just about Danny, but Monse as well. Mm-hmm. It'd be exciting to see all these, especially for Justin Head. She's starting to become a regular on the Mexico women's national team. And to see her get that call up when originally she wasn't, that's good news. Because now she gets to bring in to build up more of that momentum that she had in last Esqueretro and now bring it to the national team. And especially for Monse as well. She was injured um, a couple weeks, but now she's back. And hopefully with this, she'll get some more playing time on the Mexico women's national team and hopefully try to solidify her spot on the um, nas- at the national level with um, the team. So it's good to see. She brings a lot to the table. She can run. She can, chal- she can, challenge, um, defend- she can challenge defenders. She can cross the ball. She, can pr- she does a lot on that wing. And then when we're talking with Jocelyn, six foot. There's not many um, women on the national level that are up to her height. So when it comes to set pieces, she's just going to head that ball right out. If it's at the opposite, but if it's on our end, expected to have her head right on the ball and potentially um, get a goal. And then for Dani Espinosa, she's got pace, she could dribble, and she knows how to score a bunch of goals. Yeah, obviously, keeping a close eye on all of our ladies in this international break. And AJ, we can watch this game, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be on through the end. All right. It's going to be through the end. What time, AJ? It's going to be at 2 p.m. on a Saturday, February 20th. 2 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, February, 2 p.m. Eastern time. That is going to be, uh, let me see, subtract 3 minus 2. You get 11. 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then, I'm no, sorry, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do it forward. I, I just can't do it backwards, AJ. I, I can't work my way backwards with, with all this stuff. Um, but yeah, you guys can catch that game live via through then. And like AJ said, we'll keep a close eye. And if something does happen, I'm pretty sure AJ is going to be tweeting about it over on our account. And uh, we'll be tweeting on our personal account as well. So if anything of our ladies happens to be, you know, score a goal, make a really good clearance, maybe um, score three goals. That'd be great. Monse, um no yeah it was really great uh, we were just there to support them and hopefully um like we mentioned it, it brings the best out of them and you know we look forward to hopefully carrying that over to the um, america family which will we be they will be back on the 25th so it, it sounds like we have a break but you think about it aj a week from now we're right back at it it's all and it's always fun as well because I feel like this season goes by really fast. Especially last season. That was my first season covering every single America Feminine match. Uh, for you guys at Eagle Eye Podcast, I'm just like, 
oh shoot, it's already been like a full season. And like I just like thought about towards the end. I was like, I actually covered an entire season. I remember yeah, that you- yesterday when I said to you guys, Oh, I got out early, I could cover the first match of the season. Then from there, rest is history from there. The rest is history. You still owe the fans a title. I'm just saying, letting you know that right now. <laughs> it'll come soon. It will come soon. It, it's all on your shoulders. But yes, we expect one very, very soon before it's before the hashtag turns into Fuera AJ. Don't want that to happen. Don't worry, AJ. I've had my Fuera Ivans before as well. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much that wraps it up for us here. I just want to put out uh, another comment from Jacob. It says, for Club America News, both men and females teams. I only watch you guys. Thank you for the updates. You guys have really good news and updates. Thank, Thank you again, you, Jacob, Jacob, for the kind words. It means the world to us. It means that we're doing something right. Right, AJ? If at yeah. least one person is liking our content, that means we're doing something right. It's a start. Um, it's a start. It's a start. Hopefully we can convince everyone else. But uh, anything else to add on before we wrap it up? Uh, Scoreline predictions for the uh, Mexico women's national team game? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. I know it's it's it paints to be a really good matchup. I mean, Costa Rica, like you mentioned, they look pretty stacked on their end as well. So, um, well, since you put it up, I'll put my prediction up first. I'm going with a three-two uh, victory for the women's national team for Mexico. You know, that's how I was thinking as well. I was thinking, I was like, is that too much? But I'm like, you know, I want chaos. I want goals in this yeah. match because both teams are stacked. They have both teams have some of my favorite players, and I'm like, this is gonna be good. So yeah. three two, I go for Mexico. Three two here on the Eagle Eye Podcast should be fun. Should be interesting. I'm just gonna be looking and be like, hmm. I'm gonna make snarky tweets and gonna be like, hmm. Renata would have saved that. Mm, I mean, <laughs> maybe one day oh, we get to see JD up. We'll get to see JD on the um at the senior level at some point. So we'll see. I'd I'd really like Renata to get a shot as well. That, Maybe she would have nice. if she would have not have gotten injured. Curious. I, I would have seen but the, that. But the goal, look, the goalkeeper situation in, on on the national level is a very interesting one because um, obviously we have Cecilia who is dear and near to our heart. She, mm-hmm. I, for me, she's the starting goalkeeper. She has to be the starting goalkeeper for me. Um, which is kind of an interesting thing. It's kind of like with the whole Ochoa situation. Like it's like Ochoa, you know, is a starter, but there's always also really good goalkeepers to come through. But I think for me, Cecilia is and should be the starting goalkeeper throughout this whole cycle. Um, but it's not to say that we don't have any good goalkeepers either from her. Oh, so Pixel Gonzalez, Emilia Alvarado, um, Ophelia Tigres. There's like um, Alejandria um, Godinez from um, Rayadas. There's like Renata Machere from America, Blanca Felix from Chivas. Like, there's so many good goalkeepers. I feel like it's a thing. It's like if you could only have, if you could have like seven spots or goalkeepers. I feel like there'd be so many up there, but that's like the thing. I feel like the future for, um, for Mexico's goalkeepers, it's looking really good when you come to think about how many solid goalkeepers are that are playing in the league itself. And we have one that's playing in um, college over here in the States. That's Emilio Alvarado. So it's, it's really good things to see. And then when you look then at defense, midfield and forwards, it looks really solid. And I feel like this, especially for Monica Vergara, taking the helm now away from Christopher Correa. I'm really excited to see what this women's team can do in the future because it's not been the greatest time when Correa was our coach because he was so questionable. He only got the job because his father left. So I'm going to say that. <laughs> it's got to be. Please, if Correa ends up leaving, though, 
I kid you not, if if his son takes the helm, I'm I'm gonna be so upset. Oh, we're gonna rage. We're gonna rage in fury, AJ. We're gonna rage in fury. Oh, we are we gonna stay uh, that, and then he ends up winning a title. It's like, okay, I like this man now. Okay, good. You can stay. <laughs> you can stay now. We'll see, though. We'll see. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for us here. Make sure you guys tune in for the ladies' game on Saturday. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Eagle Eye Podcast. We'll have you guys covered with everything over there. And um, yeah, much more news coming your guys' way next week. We'll be talking to talk and preview the upcoming game for the ladies. We'll maybe recap a little bit of what happened in those international friendlies. Um, and yeah, anything else in regards to Lady Aguilas, you guys know where to come on Thursdays here with us live via YouTube and uh, Twitter as well, Periscope. And so, yeah, should be an interesting one. Again, AJ, thank you so much for coming out. Favorite time. Thank you, as always, Ivan. Awesome, awesome. Well, me and AJ have quite the rivalry to go settle right now as the Lakers and the Nets are playing. I haven't seen the scoreline, but uh, AJ, I would imagine that uh, it's an interesting game at the moment. So let's uh, let's head out of here. Let's go watch some of that uh, basket of ball. And uh, yeah. Hopefully everyone's had a wonderful time. You guys stay safe out there. Please wear your masks. Uh, We'll be back next week, as always, mentioning Tuesdays for the men's, Thursdays for the ladies. And, um, yeah, make sure you guys stay safe out there. Wear your masks, as always. Um, And, yeah, until next time, guys, take care. And, as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.